You are listening to the Sober Dad Podcast, where we talk about raising kids and not glasses. Hey, and welcome to episode 40 of the Sober Dad Podcast. Today, we have a dad skills episode for you. And before we get started on that, I want to remind everyone, like, share, subscribe, and if you would be so kind, leave a rating on your preferred listening app if they have a rating system. It doesn't really help with algorithm or anything, but it's another way to get feedback and get eyes on the show. Just, you don't have to write anything if you don't want, you could even just rate it with the stars that would be great the show just hit 1000 downloads getting fancy with sound effects and stuff but yeah that was pretty cool so thank you guys for listening but let's go ahead and get started with what brought y'all here today and that is saying no less to your kids and i know that sounds bad on the surface. Start thinking about spoiled kids screaming for a piece of candy and, you know, oh, of course, honey, here you go. Here's whatever you want. Just don't cry. But that's not what I mean here. In the last Dad Skills episode, my daughter said that she would like it if I let her watch TV more. And of course, that's a no because. It's just not good for her. I've explained to her the reasons why not. And when she does get to watch TV, that's a privilege, a treat. And if you let her do it all the time, then it has much less of an effect as a reward. And it just doesn't accomplish anything. Now, when I was drinking and the last thing I wanted to do was anything... Yeah, I use the TV a lot, and that is something that we've since been able to detox the kids from, and I am regretful that I did that in the first place, but like we said before with guilt and shame, it's in the past, it's not going to happen again, so we move on from that. But back to saying no less, what I mean by that is when your kid has a request or something that they want and you could fulfill that but let's say you're busy doing something before you respond with no or yes for that matter actually before you respond ever when they ask you something think about it before you do it i mean i was guilty and sometimes still am of an immediate like oh no because i'm doing this i'm busy or yeah sure whatever and that for one makes it seem like you're not really paying attention to them so the first step anything i do i try to do is when one of my kids is asking me a question i if i i have my phone in my hand for instance i put my phone down and i look them in the eye and show them that i they have my attention or if I'm doing something else, reading a book, doing dishes or whatever, I will stop and look at them when I talk to them instead of talking with my back turned to them or something. 
that way they see that they have my attention. And now my oldest actually comes to expect that most of the time. If I'm not looking at her and talking, she will actually tell me like, daddy, look at me or something like that. So she's come to expect it. And then now I expect that, especially from her being the oldest, I expect her to actually look at me when she's talking or when I'm talking to her. And sometimes I need to remind her, but she's getting a lot better at it. So the first thing to do in the, when they ask you a question is to make eye contact, look at them, stop what you're doing, unless you're driving or something, obviously, but just stop what you're doing and actually look at them and make them see that you are hearing them, that you're listening to them. And then when they come at you with a request, before you respond, think about it. Is it something that you can do right now? Or is it something like when she says, I want to watch TV because she's bored, then you can say no, and give a reason, and then don't immediately offer something else. Let them use their own brain to figure it out because boredom is not a bad thing. Boredom is how they invent new games or discover new hobbies, things like that. So if they're asking for something that they know they can't have, then yes, you can say no, but help guide them to another activity, but give them room to arrive to that decision on their own. Don't just be like, oh, daddy, can I watch TV? No, go play in your room. Because then they'll just go up there and be bored up there. My daughter did that a lot. So you can say, well, no, we can't watch TV right now. But is there something else you would like to do? Is there something else that sounds fun that you want to do right now? And if they don't arrive to their own conclusions, then you can offer some examples like, would you like to go play in the backyard or go upstairs? And two options is generally the best option. And this way you can pick the two things and suggest it to them so they actually end up doing what you want them to do over what they want to do, like playing video games or watching TV or something that's not as constructive quick pause here in the middle to let you know that you might hear a difference in my voice for the rest of this. It's because I had to stop recording and start recording again the next day. So if you notice my voice changing, that's why it all has to do with time of day, you know, waking up first thing in the morning, voice is a little different and mic position and all that stuff. So still me still here, just a little different, but back to the show. So that method that I do, I call it the no, but don't ever just say no, always offer a replacement or something to get them thinking and to make them think it's not a total loss. So you don't just shoot them down. You guide them in the right direction that you want them to go in the first place. So I know the whole podcast episode title was saying no less but I figured it was important to show you up front why no is okay and how to do it in a constructive way. Because obviously you're not going to say yes to everything. If they say, you know, 
can I have candy for dinner? Well, I don't think that's ever a yes. So you're still going to have to say no. But when they say that, can I have candy for dinner? You can say no, but this is what we're having for dinner. And this is what we're going to give to you. So now that we got the no buts out of the way, now I want to talk about saying no less. So what I mean by that is when I was drinking and more wrapped up in myself, I would say no all the time because I just wasn't motivated or just didn't feel like doing things like if they wanted to read a book or go out in the front yard, for instance, because in the backyard, they don't need that much supervision. But in the front yard, even though we live in a nice neighborhood on a cul-de-sac, it's still important for an adult to be out there to keep an eye on the kids. They're riding bikes and things. They might fall and scrape their knee, get hurt, whatever, get in a fight with the neighbors. All kinds of stuff can happen out there. And when I was drinking, the last thing I wanted to do was have to go outside and actually engage and do things. And when I'm out in the front yard, they inevitably always ask me to be part of some little game or something with the neighbors. So I would say no a lot to that. And, you know, if it's late at night and I'm tired trying to put them to bed and they're trying to stall before bed and want to read a book or something like that, then no was my go-to answer. And since I started getting into trying to improve as a parent and reading books and listening to podcasts, I realized the importance of saying no less. So now when my kids come to me with a request, like I said before, I actually think about like, well, can I do this right now? Am I saying no because I want to be doing something that can wait? Am I saying no because I'm just being lazy? And when I do that, oftentimes the answer to my question is yes. Yes, I want to say no because I'd rather be doing this. But to the kids. And the more I do this, the more I realize that I would rather be spending time with them. So when my daughter is stalling, trying to go to bed and just wants me to read one more story, one more little book, one more anything, then now my answer is always yes. Yes, I can read you a story because the last thing I want is her going to bed with having been disappointed by me and being disappointed in me. So I, if she asks, I don't always offer, especially if it's super late, but if she asks for me to read her a book, then I'm damn sure going to read her a book because I would hate for her to have to go to bed disappointed. So that's what I mean by saying no less. If it's a reasonable request and whatever I happen to be doing at the time is not super important or time sensitive, then yeah, I'm going to do it. And on the flip side, if whatever you're doing is important and can't wait, like 
let's say you're making dinner and there's stuff on the stove and then your kid comes and asks to do something reasonable that they are allowed to do and they ask you to do that with them or it's something that requires some supervision like painting or some other kind of craft then you can tell them yes we can do that right after i'm done doing this and then you can go into more detail and explain why you can't stop doing what you're doing and you can even ask like would you like to help me would you like to do this thing here like for instance my girls we got them these little nylon knife things that are pretty cool they don't cut skin but they can cut vegetables and things like that and my four-year-old especially loves to cut up veggies and tomatoes and all kinds of stuff and you know help with dinner so that's a way that you guys can still spend time together they're doing something constructive learning a skill like cutting things or if I'm working out in the garage, building something, my oldest loves to operate the drill. So that's another thing. Like I would be busy. They want to do something. Then I could say, yes, we can do that right after I'm done with this. And it would go faster. If you help me, would you like to, of course it definitely doesn't go faster. And half the time it's, what she wants to do anyway. She always wants to help on projects. So yeah, it takes a little bit more time, but at the same time you're spending time together and that's a good thing. And I'm going to throw a statistic out there at you that I've heard before, but the majority of the one-on-one time that you spend with your children is gone by the time they're 12 years old because of school and they start making their own friends and want to go hang out other places. They become teenagers and don't really want to be seen with you anymore. So it's important in the beginning to do things together, which is why it's important to say no less. Obviously my kids are home all the time and being homeschooled, but I still think that that statistic will hold true, especially when they become teenagers and no longer think mom and dad are the coolest thing ever and they want to go hang out with their friends. So I always keep that in the back of my mind too, that I need to take advantage of the time that I have with them while they're still young and actually do things with them and teach my kids how to, how to do things So if I'm ever doing a project and they have questions, I answer those questions. I show them how to do things. I tell them why I do certain things. And hopefully some of that sticks. They're all still pretty young, so I'm sure they're not going to remember most of it. But if I get into the habit of answering their questions, regardless of how obvious they seem, then... Every opportunity is an opportunity to learn. Every question is a teaching moment. So the key takeaways here are the no but. So if it's something that they're not allowed to do and they know it, you know it, but they ask anyway, you can say no but and then guide them to a different 
activity or a different solution to the thing. If they want to eat candy for dinner, like I said before, no, but this is what we are having for dinner. And if you eat your whole dinner, then you can have something for dessert. And that's like the simplest example I can give you. And then other than the no buts, it's yes, when I'm finished with this, if it's something that can't wait that you're doing and otherwise it's yes, I would love to. And you want to get to yes as often as you can, which again involves evaluating how important to you is the thing you're doing and on the inverse how important to them is the thing you're doing are you doing something necessary for the family or is it something you would like to be doing and you'd rather be doing like scrolling on your phone reading a book playing a game things like that because again the one-on-one time you get to spend with your kids or just the time that they're going to want to actually interact with you is finite and fleeting. And the older they get, the less they're going to ask. And the more you say no to them all the time, the less they're going to ask. I've noticed when I was a kid, certain people would say no more often than others. So then you just start asking the other person and I'm sure my kids kind of do that too. They know that I'm a little, or I was a little more lax on the TV rules. So instead of asking my wife, they would come to me first. But now my wife and I are united on that front. So they're going to get a consistent answer every time, which is also important when raising kids is consistency with you and your spouse. The kids should know that whether they come to you or they come to your spouse or whatever your situation is, they need to know that it's a consistent answer across the board so they don't play you guys off of each other. So hopefully that has given you guys some tools and some insight to saying no less and getting to be more mindful of how you spend your time and how you interact with your kids. And... It will improve your relationship with your kids if you actually take the time to hear them out, show them that you're listening, and to do more activities with them. And as a final thought on that, I know that some people might consider this people-pleasing or things like that when it comes to... uh, In the recovery sphere, people talk about people-pleasing and all that. And yeah, it is. People-pleasing is kind of part of the name of the game when it comes to kids. Kids don't understand all the nuances of mental health and self-care, and sometimes you're not going to feel like doing something. And part of parenting is sacrificing from time to time and, like, just doing things you don't want to do. I don't like changing diapers. I don't like cleaning up messes, but it's something that you have to do and you can't just not do it. So when it comes to my kids, I am a people pleaser, but I'm not a pushover. And that's the important thing. 
All right. Before we go today, just want to give a shout out to some other podcasts out there. Some of my friends over on Recovery Posse on Twitter. You've got Will with Save versus Poison podcast, and he puts out a podcast every week. And we've got Scott with the Sober Heathen podcast, and he has at least an episode a week, sometimes more. And then we've got Lindsay with Recover Loudly with Lindsay, and she has her podcast. And I believe all three of those you can find on YouTube. So if you need more content, more recovery talk and stuff, then please give those guys uh, a listen. They doing a lot of good things. And yeah, so this has been a dad skills episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you learned something about saying no less. And the sobriety episode will be next Monday. So stay tuned for that. And with that, I am John Skillman. And remember to raise your kids and not glasses. (laughs) 